Well, hello, folks. Welcome to the episode today of Crossroads Conversations, where we'll be discussing the topic of courage and specifically biblical courage. And the way that we would like to define that biblical courage is being obedient to God no matter the cost. So biblical courage is being obedient to God no matter the cost. We know that God decides, God defines for us what is right and wrong. So our decisions on what to do with our lives are determined ultimately theologically by God. God tells us in his word, this is how you ought to live. This is how you ought to think in this world. And so courage, we want to make the distinction between, um, I guess, self-motivated courage or self-sufficiency. We want to make the distinction between that and um, what we're calling biblical courage, which is relying on God. So today I'm here with Greg Gosselin, I'm Ricky Kennedy, and we will be talking about courage. On Sunday, um, the text was, we, we took a look at this guy named Beniah, right? Beniah. Beniah. And um, it was at the very end of 2 Samuel, um, and, and it says that Beniah was a, a mighty, valiant warrior. So he was this, you know, he was a, he was a, the beast mode of the beast mode. Yeah, guys. not someone you'd want to go out there and pick a little <laughs> fight with. That's right. Um, so Beniah was a mighty warrior. Um, we could say he was courageous. They, the, 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 the end of Second Samuel celebrates David's mighty warriors. Now, let's set a little bit of context here. What was their mission? God commanded, God told the people of Israel, I have created you a people out of out of nothing, and I'm going to make you a great nation. And he told Abraham, you, you know, remember your offspring will be as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I promise I'm going to give you a land. Now, the issue, the problematic thing is the fact that the in order to take land, in order for Israel to gain land, that means they had to take it from other peoples. Yeah, by force. Yeah, which was it's very difficult to read for most people. I would assume it is for for me. Yeah, for most people, most people in our in our culture, but there are other cultures where they are still taking lands from each other. So probably not on God's command. That's right. And so the the the, the thing to for us to remember is that it's God's command. Now, we're not going to get into right now with whether or not that's just or not of God. That's right. We're going to say that God is just in everything that he does, and he's good, and just and maybe maybe that's another podcast, but but um, just to f- suffice it to say that we believe that these people groups that were taken out um, were, that was part of God's judgment on, the, on these people groups who were, we believe, wicked, um, is what I think the the word tells us uh, in several different places in the Old Testament. But anyway, regardless, and uh, the, 
the point is that God did command David and the Israelites to to take these peoples, um, the Philistines and some other folks. Um, and Benaiah was one of his mighty warriors, and so it took a great amount of courage to do that. Now, let's fast forward to the New Testament. Our mission is no longer to take out people groups um, or to kill anyone. It is now to make disciples. So in the Old Testament, we that, that, that covenant has been fulfilled. We are now in a new covenant. The New Testament, the covenant of, of Jesus, blood. Yes, yeah, so instead of conquering nations, we're to reach nations. Reach nations, yes. Thank you for making that connection. So, courage for us, biblical courage, we have to remember the last thing Jesus said right before he went to heaven, go and make disciples. But before he said that, he said, and then he said after that, yeah, after that, fear not, for I am with you, always. Yes, and thank you for making that point. So, biblical courage is remembering that God is with us. And it's not, I'm going to go do this on my own. I'm going to be a strong man. It's totally relying on God to give you the victory in your situation. But doing so, doing what you know is right by God, even though it's scary. Yeah, I, I once had the opportunity to go to be a missionary in the Republic of Panama. I was in college. I was, I had never been out of the country. I ha, I guess I had been out of the country, but I, but not on a mission trip. I'd been there for, gone on a, a bicycle trip through Europe for pleasure, but not to tell people about Jesus. And so I was scared stiff when I got the invitation and I thought, I can't do this. There's just no way. I'm a children's uh, minister, and now I'm going to go work with uh, teenagers in the Canal Zone of, in Panama, and it just was beyond me. And we had some missionaries that were from Cuba that were our cooks. They were good friends of mine. I worked in the kitchen with them. And they gave me this verse, which is almost my life verse, and it's, it comes out of Joshua 9, and it says, Be strong and courageous. Mm. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The mm-hmm. Lord my God. So if I really had the faith that God could save me, and I could have the faith that he was going to lead me and help me do something which I knew was right. There was no question as to whether I should go to Panama. The question was, did I have the courage to go? And God used us, or used our team in a mighty way. Um, I was there for the whole summer. It was a fantastic. A lot of kids um, asked Jesus to be their Savior. We worked at a couple different camps in the, in the country. Got to visit uh, native Indian tribes out in the bush, which was, oh my word, unbelievable. And my head did not end up on a pike. So, you know, God protected us and helped us do what we needed to do. Wow. Um, yeah. Courage. Uh, I, I, I recently had to, I was in a class and it was an evangelism class. Yeah. And so naturally you have to evangelize, which that meant going and telling people about Jesus. That is a scary thing to do. It was so stretching. It was better for me than it was for anyone. I think who 
I don't know how to say that, but it was it was very it was very I was I had a two other guys on my team and um so we literally had to clock hours going into the community and sharing the gospel. I didn't know how else to do that other than the only training I've had on doing that is knocking on people's doors. So that's what we did. And um I will tell you it was not very effective, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> It's a scary thing. I remember in college, we had to do that too. And imagine doing it in downtown Miami. That was a lot of fun. So how was, was, so was your door knocking effective? Um, a little, um, I remember our first door we went to, we, uh, my buddy was going to lead the, the, um, the talk and say, knocked on the door and the lady said, came to the door and she goes, well, I just find that religion is nothing but a crutch. And of course he didn't learn this in class. He looked at her and said, well, I guess it's better to be crutch, to be on crutches than to be crippled without Jesus. She slammed the door in our face. Slam, yeah, I got, I got three or four doors slammed in my face over the course of the semester, and um, that definitely took a lot of courage. But I, sometimes you need like a formal type thing and other people to like get out and and do that type of thing. Now, I'll speak to the to the evangelism thing from my. Pr- I will say I will tell you guys. So we have both done door to door evangelism. Um, and I have, I have spoken with some other friends and said, Hey, do you think this method is effective? It may be effective for some people. I think in our day, that approach is not very effective. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't want most people, I think including you and I, we don't want people knocking on our doors that we don't know. It's just a whole, a whole thing of trust. So if our job is to be courageous and go make disciples, what should our what should our method be? Well, it should be like a lifestyle uh, a bit. You know, I we, love we that. still need yeah. to tell other people. But you know, when we go to a restaurant, you know, our waiter, our waiter, our waitress are uh, a good people to tell about Jesus. And one way you, we tell them about Jesus is by acting like Christians while we're at the restaurant to, to let That's them right. know, uh, or ask them if they go to church anywhere, invite them to come to our church. We have nothing to be ashamed of at our church. It's a great church to invite. So to we need to. to be highly relational, very relational. Yeah. I, especially in our culture. I think there are other cultures where, knocking on doors is very effect can be very effective and lead to a more relational approach. But, um, I don't think in our culture that's very effective. I think, like you said, we need to be relational, build intentional relationships with people and be spirit led with when to engage in conversations. That's right. When, when you're, when your waiter is up to his neck with customers <laughs> and running around, it's no time to said. Um, if you were to die today, do you think you'd go to heaven? <laughs> First of all, if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, "What? Do you got plans for me?" Or well, what? I'll tell you, I had a, I was, I, I recently had some folks knock on my door, and um, uh, the dude grilled me, man. Wow. And I was trying to give him the, but it was very um, intimidating. I bet. And uh, I kept telling him, yeah, man, Jesus' blood has covered me, and that's why I'm saved. And I don't even remember what he's saying, but it was intense. And I really sincerely appreciate appreciated it, but um, I was thankful for an experience where people were grilling me with 
questions knocking on my door so I could know what that feels like. Because I don't know if maybe I knew what that feels feels like. So I have a question for you. If God tells us that to go, that he's going to be with us, he tells us to be strong and courageous. Um, how do we go? How do we go about getting that courage? Yeah, I think that we have to learn to rely on Jesus, and that's in every single er- moment of our life. I think number one, we've got to be spending time reading the Bible to know what God even says for us to do. And to even when we read the Bible over a course of a lifetime, um, our mind and our heart is shaped to think like God thinks. And he teaches us how to think. Um, and then also staying in prayer throughout your day and not leaving that time of, with God in the morning, but just in every single thing that you do, trying to be aware of God so that you won't miss a moment. So that when there's a moment to listen to somebody or to give advice or to share your testimony or to invite someone in your life to maybe to have dinner, um, if you're sensitive to God's leading, the Holy Spirit's leading, then you won't miss opportunities. Um, and so I think, and then, man, we, we were mentioning our kids, uh, right before, right before we pressed record, um, what an opportunity for discipleship we have, uh, if God has given us children to, to model that and to be intentional. I know for me, I'm a new dad. I've got a 10 month old and, um, just to model that for my wife and my daughter and to try to be intentional with discipleship at home and teaching them about the Bible and creating a culture where, where we talk about what God's doing in our life. For instance, one of the things Caitlin and I have started doing recently is asking each other towards the end of the day, Hey, where did you see God move today? Or what did you notice God do today? And to be honest with you, that question was really difficult at first, and I'm getting better at acknowledging what God is doing. And for for me, a a big breakthrough moment is just acknowledging God in little things. Um, just or like God's in the ordinary things, and um, an example's not necessarily coming into my brain right now of an ordinary thing on this day that. God's done. Um, I mean, this conversation. Yeah, watching trees, look, seeing all the leaves come out on the on the trees. It's just an amazing thing that God moves. And why does He care about leaves on trees? And yet, we've gone from barren trees to leaves on trees. It's a God moment. It's an incredible thing. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it shifts your your perspective from I'm controlling my life. I've got to be strong and courageous. I got to make enough money to provide for my family. Like I've got to do this. I've got to do that to actually leaning on, on the Lord. Yeah. So courage. Yes. We were asking about, I asked how some ways that we could get courage, you know, how, how does God lead us towards courage? And we said being, spending time in his word, which, and then you brought up discipleship, which is incredible Mm -hmm. because then we can teach our children how to have godly courage. 
And, and the other way I think is godly counsel. And, you know, we're not going to get godly counsel from the, from the television. We're not going to get godly counsel from Hollywood. There's really only one place to get godly mm-hmm. counsel. And that is, is attending a church and coming underneath the leadership of a godly man or a godly woman who can lead us in the paths of righteousness. And, and by being with, with underneath the leadership of, of godly people, we can know more of who God is and be able to develop those strengths that we read about in the Bible. I said last time I was on, on a podcast that this reading our Bible through a year has been amazing. And how many we've read through so many times in our life the Bible, but reading it through with new eyes again every day, we learn something new. Like, who's ever really ever heard of Beniah? <laughs> and now we're having a whole podcast about him. You know, one of those people that, yeah. and it was almost like what a, a whole chapter in the Bible dedicated him, maybe two, and and it it was kind of like hearing him for the hearing about him for the first time. Benaiah, a mighty man of valor. Well, I think both men and women want to be called a courageous person. I mean, we all want to be courageous. So whatever it is in your life, whatever it is in my life that maybe is scary, uh, that you, you know is your next step. I think next step is is probably a good way to think um, practically. Like, um, So, for instance, for me... Um, just in confidentiality, I'm not going to share names, but there's there are two um, people who right now I'm feeling led to disciple, and it's and God has brought people into my path. God's brought, and I got to just step out and and initiate that relationship. Um, and just to give definition to that word disciple for for me what i'm going to do is i'm going to ha- schedule a time and um read through the book of first john i think or something like that for a set amount of weeks and just that's what jesus said though he said teach them go make disciples and teach them all the things i've taught you and so that there's that that teaching and disciple that that passing down um what you have been given um, so for me, that's a next step. There are other next steps that I could share, but I think for us, like determining as we listen to this, what is my actionable next step that God's calling me to do right now? And if you don't know that, ask God and I think he'll make it clear. Yeah, I think he'll, and he'll give you the courage to do it if it is, if it is his will. Greg, thanks for the conversation today. I enjoyed it. Me too. Um, We hope that uh, today's conversation on courage inspires you to take your next step.